Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. It feels like it's been a while since you've heard a lot about the war on Christmas, right? But just in case you don't celebrate Christmas or Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or Festivus, get ready. There's a whole lot of other fun holidays in the month of December for you to get on board with. We always have an odd one in the crowd. So it's kind of odd. Decidedly odd. Doesn't that strike you as a little bit odd? No, it doesn't strike me as a little bit odd. It's the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. Stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. Now, here's the Oddcast. So if you're listening to this episode on the day we released it, which is December 4th, 2023, you have plenty of time to get ready for the grand celebration that happens tomorrow on International Ninja Day. (laughs) Have you ever heard about this? No, No, I wish I had. How did Talk Like a Pirate Day? Yeah, how did Talk Like a Pirate Day get so much play? Um, Is it because you get to say, and avast there, you landlubber? And Ninja Day didn't get anything. So that's because what do you... ninjas are in the shadows. They're in the shadows. Oh, that's quiet true. Killers. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be hard, Lamar, for um, some of us here to be ninjas because I don't know if you know this, but in addition to the all-black clothing, which I've already got the wardrobe and the masks, ninjas are known for their ominous silence. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. That's why I never made it through ninja school. (laughs) (laughs) The first rule of being a ninja is you don't ever talk about being a ninja. Uh, Let's see. December 6th. This is an interesting one. National Pawn Brokers Day. Are you you a pawn shop guy, Lamar? Do you buy stuff at pawn shops? No. I, I like to go in them and I like to look. Uh, but I, I, I don't. I, I don't. What about you? Well you, sh- well, you should know that a good bit of the equipment that keeps the Bob and Sherry show chugging <laughs> along was found by Tony <laughs> in some of Colorado's <laughs> finest pawn establishments. I wish I was making that up. I thought My he was favorite. still going to the alleyways to meet people out of the truck of a car. When I told uh, him know. I bought two computer monitors at a used computer store, I thought he was going to come through the phone and kiss me. <laughs> oh, he was so excited by that. My favorite um, Tony Pawn Shop buy for the show, I've told this on the show, but it's just such a great story. So um, we have the Bob and Sherry uh, stream, Bob and Sherry Radio, which is a 24-7 digital stream of content. When we were running that, it ran off of its own computer and hard drive and everything in Tony's office in Denver. 
And the keyboard that was attached to that computer died. So Tony needed a keyboard. So, I mean, it's a keyboard that he's going to like tap on maybe once or twice a week, really, because the stream was automated and ran itself. So he goes to the pawn shop thinking, I can probably get a pretty good computer keyboard for nothing. And um, he does and he gets it. And I, I think it was like new in the box. And he gets it back to his office and he sets it up. And what he doesn't realize is that it's a gamer's keyboard. And that part of part of the design of this keyboard was the riotous amounts of colored lights that went 24 oh, yeah. seven. There's probably a way to turn it off, but who knows? Right. So Tony sets the keyboard up in his office and it's like Saturday night fever over in that corner. It's just like the <laughs> rainbow lights constantly. He was driven so crazy by it that he ended up finding a box that was just the right size to put over the whole setup. So even as we speak, that thing is probably still flashing and blinking, but it's underneath a cardboard box. So oh. happy National Pawnbroker Day, everybody. Um, December 9th. I've never heard of this holiday, but it's Weary Willy Day. And get your mind out of the gutter. It ain't that willy that's weary. Okay. Weary willy. Weary willy. So listen to this. Um, have you ever heard of Emmett Kelly? He was a yeah. professional clown. Like a yeah, like, business clown. He was like a yeah. real clown before they got really creepy. Yeah. Like, and he, I mean, I'm not, I'm no fan of clowns, but he's like the most famous clown, I guess, of yes. all time. Yes. He created a clown character called weary willy but here's the difference between weary willy and all the other clowns weary willy didn't have that white clown makeup weary willy looked like um a tramp because this was during the depression and weary willy was designed by the clown emmett kelly to kind of speak to all these men that were on hard luck and out of work and really struggling during the Great Depression, one of the signature routines of Weary Willie, and this will tell you kind of everything you need to know about life during the Great Depression, people would scrape together literal nickels to go to the circus, right? And Weary Willie would come out and his signature routine was attempting to sweep up after each act, but then he could never quite do it right. He would trip over the broom or the broom would smack him in the face. You can imagine all the slapstick with the broom, right? Yeah. And the crowd would go wild with love and empathy. Like they all related to Weary Willie, who was just trying to like make a buck and get some hot food. And when I think about that, as if clowns didn't make me uncomfortable enough, I, I want to turn off my mic crawl into my bed and cry myself to sleep that this was how people your grandparents and great-grandparents and maybe for some of you great great-grandparents this was their idea of entertainment watching someone who was just as poor and down and out as they were getting whacked in the face by a broom let's pause here oh god it's hard life is so hard y'all so hard so hard let's pause here we'll come back with some more we're very excited about Bob and Sherry Premium. There's so much content. You get classic chat room calls, your best of CDs, behind the scene photos and videos, and it only costs $4.99 a month. Go to bobandsherry.com slash premium. So do you want to hear some more of these um, unknown, uh, <clears throat> obscure December holidays? Especially, especially if they're as cheerful as uh, Weary Willie is. Willy. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. 
can we talk about that for just a second? I spend because of um the uh, research and stuff I do for True Weird Stuff, our other podcast. I do spend a lot of time in the 1920s and 1930s because that was such yeah. a fascinating period in American history. I mean, you had the Prohibition and the Great Depression. You had uh, just extraordinary social change happening, you know, and then, of course, we headed into World War II. So it's a really fascinating time in America. But because I spend a lot of time in that zone, um, the, oh, God, the Depression. Y'all, it had the right mm. name. It really yeah. did. It really did. Like, I did an episode for True Weird Stuff um, that was set in Missouri in 1933. The entire western quadrant of Missouri had been laid completely out by the Dust Bowl. Like, the soil had just blown off the surface of the yeah. earth. And it's like those black and white photos you see of people piled up into wagons and heading for, oh, yeah. you know, a better day. When you think about what the Great Depression was like, you can see how a sad-looking clown in in dirty, ragged clothes whacking himself in the face with a broom was the entertainment that the people of the time needed and related to. But tell me that doesn't want to make you go cry yourself to sleep. But they could identify. I, I get that. I get that. I get that. Max's Man, mom and dad, the... Max's mom and dad would have been just born. They would have been small, small children, right, Max? For the during the Great Depression, they were small children. Your parents, yeah, they they, they remember little, little. it. Yeah. So, um, can you think of right off the top of your head something that your parents did that you recognize later as an adult was a holdover from? The Great Depression? Oh, saving of aluminum foil. <sighs> you know, we cover it, and then we would put the used aluminum foil in a in a drawer so that we could use it later. That was one of the big ones. Oh, mm. my my grandmother um, was a young bride in um, the tail end of the Great Depression, and the woman never met a Cool Whip container or a jelly jar that she did not believe uh, should be washed out and saved for the future. Yeah. And when she when she died and we cleaned out her house, and hey, if you're having kind of a drab December, you've come to the right place, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> but when we cleaned out her house, I kid you not, absolute stacks and stacks and stacks of Cool Whip containers and Smucker's jars. You know, it's just it's the it's the Great Depression. Um, all right. Let's move on to another festive holiday. December 11th. That is official lost and found day. December 12th. This one's finally like, seasonally appropriate. It's Poinsettia Day. Is that you say that Poinsettia? Because I don't want to yeah. get yelled at on our Facebook. Poinsettia. No. Um, number. Uh, the, here's another one. December 12th is gingerbread decorating day. And December Whoa, 13th. Here's one that I don't know why we don't celebrate more. These are magnificent and mysterious creatures. December 13th is the National Day of the Horse. It was signed into law um, in 2004. The second Saturday of every December is the National Day of the Horse. I guess we don't know that because we are, we are not horse people. But can you think of an animal more worthy of being celebrated, especially when you think about the role that the horse what they did for played? this what they did for this country yeah. oh my gosh yes. it was the difference between life and death 
I mean, you know, you think about like how the West was settled. A lot of it was, you know, settlers walking behind covered wagons yeah, because the wagons stuff. were, yeah, were filled with their possessions and they couldn't ride. But horses, horses are critical oh. to the history of this yeah. country. And they're so beautiful and smart and graceful. Yeah. How the heck did we not know about National Day of the Horse? I feel bad about uh, we got We got Cocoa Day coming up on December 13th. And that's Cocoa followed like one chocolate? day. And like hot chocolate, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Lamar on the 14th, we will be celebrating National Monkey Day, which is, let me read you the description. <laughs> National Monkey Day is an annual celebration of all things simian a festival of primates, a chance to scream like a monkey and throw feces at whomever you choose. How is this not taken off in USA with the climate that, that of rage day. and division? That, that beats yeah. pirate day It sounds sure. like the kind of thing I'd wait until I was on a fully loaded airliner at 30,000 feet to engage in. Oh, God, yeah. throwing yeah. feces at people. <laughs> oh, my God. Here's the problem. Here's why I would not be a good feces thrower. It's because I don't want to pick it up. So you, oh, to God, throw something, you, you got to pick it up. I'm not gloves. picking it up. Use common sense. Use surgical gloves. Oh, look well, at you, you know Ever, the, ever to... the pragmatist. Okay. okay. All right. I appreciate what you're saying. But if I've got the foresight to put on surgical gloves, I would be smart enough not to be throwing around. You know what I'm saying? I mean. <laughs> That's a fair point, too. Right. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And and if if you happen to have access to surgical gloves, chances are you're, you're smart enough to have a medical career and you might not want to pick yeah. it up and scoop it. I have never, ever understood people that can just pick that up. Just even cow patties like with their bare hands. Mm. I couldn't be a I couldn't be a prisoner. You know how prisoners they revolt by throwing that. I'm sorry. Uh, sure. Just this past weekend, uh, one of the poop bags had split, and I didn't know it, so I had an opportunity. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Well, um, I think I mentioned on the regular show that uh, one of our unexpected Thanksgiving guests was Colagard. Um, it, Kevin's doctor sent it to the house without mentioning that it was coming. And I was disappointed because the box just sat there on the kitchen island and refused to speak for days on end. And I did, I was like, hey, is there any way? Like, I'm super glad Colaguard's here. Everyone's glad to see him. I've seen the commercials. I know he's the life of every party. Is there any way we could put him away for Thanksgiving mm. dinner? Yeah. So um, Kev finally opened the box. Colaguard sat unopened on the kitchen island for about 10 days. He finally opened the box and... Have, do you all know what's inside the Colaguard box? Do you want me to tell you? Um, yeah, go ahead. Lamar, it's before you use you. it. You can handle yeah, it before you use it. Yeah. It is the most heavy-duty con contraption. It's heavy white plastic. It looks like the same stuff they make PVC pipes out of. And it's yeah. like a little tank with a lid that you can seal and then a bottle of some sort of chemical preservative. And, and you put the tank... <laughs> This little tank. What? Yeah, yeah. What's going to happen to it if you don't put preservative? Well, you, well, you're. I'm getting to what's going to happen to it. So, um, you put the tank apparently in the toilet bowl, and it has like a little like thing that keeps it from dropping into the water. And then you, you know, you do you take care of the colagar business. Then you add the preservative. Then you seal it up really tight. 
then you put it back in the box and there's all these labels that you put on it and then you you drive it over to UPS it goes to UPS and um, you hand it to the UPS uh, employee mm. and it very is very clear what you're shipping it's not a box of Mima's cookies okay <laughs> like it is very clear what oh you're God. what you're shipping and Kev was like wow you know the UPS people seemed real glad to see it coming I'm like, well, you know what they say, that shit's money. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> anyway, how did we get there? How did we ever get anywhere? How do I even have this job? All right. December oh 16th God. is a fun holiday. If you are driven crazy by either of these two pop culture icons, Barbie as in the doll and Barney as in the dinosaur, it's National Barbie and Barney Backlash Day. Then on December 17th, and I feel like this does not get celebrated at all, much less enough. I'm embarrassed that I'm just learning about this. Back, to, back in 1963, a presidential proclamation was issued that made December 17th Wright Brothers Day. Like, how oh. about a tip of the hat to Wilbur and Orville, right? I mean, come on. How how do we how do we not celebrate these massive achievements yeah. more? I don't know. I've been there where they, they where they flew at Kitty Hawk. Kitty it's, Hawk. It's fascinating. Yeah. It really is. I read some unsavory um, thing about them though that they were sort of bullish to other people trying to fly. Yeah, it's best <laughs> to not dig too deeply. Um, yeah, either heroes, into your hero's past. Or your cola guard tank, just you know, kind of surface level, and everybody's better for it. <laughs> what, what did they do? Show up at the park where somebody else was trying to fly as bullies? Going, <laughs> I shoot them out was, of the sky with airsoft. I, I was thinking it was. I think it was more verbal. I think they said mean things to him. I'm not sure, but I, I did read some unsavory things. Um, because they weren't the only ones trying to fly there were other people trying. oh yeah oh yeah well and there's this endless controversy that i don't think will ever be resolved in any of our lifetimes about whether or not they were first in flight yes because to your point lamar there's there are some other people that are like no we did it first well everything's marketing what can i tell you it's it's exactly right who gets there and gets something signed and gets yeah that's exactly right exactly so this holiday is, is um, celebrated on the third Friday of every December since 1976. I've never heard of it. I'm hoping I'm the only person in this room that hasn't because it's a cool day. It's National Underdog Day. Oh, gosh. Like real underdog? Oh, not like the under- cartoon character. Oh, oh no, not, I, not the cartoon the theme underdog. music was already in my head. Oh, my gosh. Underdog. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, like the the underdog, like everybody loves an underdog in a sports match, right? Like we love the underdog. Why don't we celebrate the underdog? Um, December. That time in front of the television wasn't wasted. Look, we're using that. (laughs) You want to sing it? You want to sing the underdog theme song so it doesn't go to waste? I can't. Oh, man. Let's see. I'll find it. I'll find it. Go on to the next one. Hey, why are you at that? See if you see Tennessee tuxedo too, but go ahead. I'm, I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, December 22nd is Forefathers Day. So what is hmm. Forefathers Day? Well, on December 21st in 1620, which happened to be a Monday, the Pilgrims 
were sailing on the Mayflower, and on that day, they landed in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Now, we really get all about the pilgrims on Thanksgiving, but technically, um, the anniversary of the pilgrims arriving in the New World was December 21st, which is why on December 22nd, we look back and celebrate Poor Father's Day. And I think every Seinfeld fan alive knows what December 23rd is. Festivus. Festivus Day. Festivus, yeah. And then December 25th. For the rest of us. Yep. December 25th is Christmas, but it's also Alphabet Day. And it um, it just celebrates like the how many holidays are just make-believe and arbitrary and on the wrong days, like the Pilgrim Day. Um, the day after Christmas, some countries and cultures call it Boxing Day. Boxing yes. Day. But in, in America, it's National Winers Day. It's your day to whine and complain and moan about whatever. And then, this is depressing, December 29th is TikTok Day. Not the social media platform, but a day to be reminded of the inevitable passage of time <sighs> and to look, oh, I know, right? And to look back on the year. Isn't that like, that just makes me want to bang well, my head into the wall. In the words of Bob, at least the days are not short. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least there's a lot of sunshine. So you th- you thought my explaining to you what's inside the Cola Guard box was rough. You want to talk about that or you want to go back to National TikTok no. Day? <laughs> I'm thinking I may want to go back to Cola Guard. Here we go. I'll sing it to you. Max. I had forgotten if I ever knew how dark and intense the underdog theme song is. I mean, listen, that right there, when you hear that theme song, you're expecting, I mean, come on. I mean, that's a superhero song right there. I sure did watch some crap as a kid (laughs) for hours on end. You just had uh, Lamar shout out Tennessee Tuxedo in case you were feeling bad about what you watched on TV. I Googled um, Underdog while we were listening to that song. I didn't realize that only ran for three years on uh, Saturday mornings. Three years. It started in, look here, it says October 64 to March 67. Only 62 episodes. It was one of the first, and this is really interesting. It was one of the very first Saturday morning cartoons. Underdog helped create the Saturday morning cartoon tradition. That's a cool thing to have just learned. I lived for that Saturday morning. Oh my gosh, I lived for it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So, so listen to this. Listen, listen. This is. I mean, I'm just learning this as we're sitting here doing this. So, in 1959, there was an account executive with an ad agency in New York City that was handling General Mills. And so they had an idea to pitch to the client, General Mills, which makes all the cereals. They went to General Mills and they said, listen up. What if instead of TV commercials, what if we create entire blocks of programming for children and we use that programming as a vehicle to sell cereal? And General Mills was like, damn, that is a good idea. And that's how we got Underdog and Tennessee Tuxedo. Uh 
So the uh, ad agency guy and his partner, they left the ad agency and they formed their own company and they did all the animation at an animation studio in Mexico and they stayed in business until 1969 when General Mills dropped out as the primary sponsor. That's when they shut down, but they kept all of the distribution rights right up to the present day on those cartoons. I knew that um, Saturday morning cartoons, you saw a lot of cereal and toy commercials. I didn't know that in the same way that the radio soap operas began as a way to sell soap to housewives, I didn't realize that Underdog was designed, purpose-built to sell cereal. Did you know that? No. Well, here's the other deal, too. The cereal people were genius in the fact that they started putting prizes in the box. When we would go to the Winn-Dixie grocery store, we would walk in the front. My mom would go in one direction, and I would head straight to the cereal aisle. And I would peruse all the cereal boxes, and I would peruse all of those prizes. I didn't buy any cereal based on how it tasted. I bought the cereal based on what the prize was. The flip side of that is my mom was smarter than me. She said, hey, I'll buy whatever cereal you want. She said, but you don't get the prize till you eat the cereal. Because she knew if I got the prize, I wouldn't eat the cereal and that would be wasted. But that was genius. But the adult cereals didn't have prizes. They always were good sugary cereals. I mean, those were the ones that had the good prizes. So, you know. What are you talking about? Super Sugar Crisp? They had great prizes. You know what, though? To your... To your point, Max, I think Grape Nuts really missed something here because no child would willingly eat a bowl of Grape Nuts unless there was a light-up yo-yo in the bottom of the box. So there you go. When y'all celebrate National Underdog Day um, in a couple of weeks, which is not about the cartoon, but think about the cartoon. It's going to be for me. Yeah, think about how... All those Saturday mornings you remember as a kid, sitting there in your jammies, hoping that there'd be one more animated thing before Kukla, Fran, and Ollie, or whatever the hell that puppet show was called. That whole thing was designed to make you buy cereal. It did work, but it's not all bad. It's not all bad, because we got some legendary, great programming content out of that sinister scheme to sell you sugar pops. That's it. Capitalism lives on forever. <laughs> that's, that's it for today's podcast. Sure do appreciate you listening. Our website is B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Check out our other podcasts. Um, we have Talking Lamar with new episodes every Friday afternoon and True Weird Stuff, the podcast for the morbidly curious and the curiously morbid. New episodes every Friday night. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time on the Oddcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Oddcast, Talking Lamar and the Bob and Sherry podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. 
Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter's powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.